Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold, your host. Ernest Watts is down in Rockingham, North Carolina. My partner in crime, my partner in talking all things sports, and throwing in some culture and see if it sticks to the wall. Ernest, what was the best thing you saw on TV this weekend? Uh, Beast with Ildris Abella. Beast. Uh, Beast. Not the X-Men Beast, but... No, not the X-Men Beast. There's a funny joke about that in the Deadpool movies. Deadpool keeps telling um, everybody who's an X-Man to keep Beast from defecating in his front yard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's, it, it's, it's those man versus the lion movies, which before this had been a whole lot. It was The Ghost in the Darkness. Did you ever see that? Uh, yeah, yeah. With Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer, which was a real was based on a real event when they were expanding the railroads in South Africa at the t- turn of the century. And it, uh, we shouldn't spoil a 35-year-old movie. It's a lion, it's, folks. It's a lion. It's a lion. Well, no, it's not, remember. See, you've forgotten that about the movie. It's not <laughs> a lion. Shh, don't tell them. Okay, okay. It's, it's still always, it's, it's like Lake Placid. Uh, have you ever, you ever seen Lake Placid? Yes, I have. Well, they're Betty White's best role as a foul bow. <laughs> I and don't know the proposal. She was pretty good in that too, but she was. But the big secret, of course, it's the idea of an alligator in a lake in northern uh, uh, New York State, which has so many things fundamentally biologically wrong. But it is an entertaining movie with uh, one of my favorite actors, and his name just uh, Brendan Gleeson plays yeah. the sheriff. And yeah, he's one of those Brits who do an American accent. Rather, rather, rather well. So but, we're off the rails already, folks. Okay. We went down to culture. This is sports, right? Yeah, that's what right, we do. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and this is your favorite time of the year. Not even Christmas is your favorite time of well, year. This, this is, is your yeah. favorite time of the year. Oh, so, I, I went to a basketball game on Friday. You yes. have football today. You have yes. college pros. Yes. The World Series is starting Friday. Yes. We know one, one team already in it. Right. Uh, baseball has, I, mean, I think it's great that baseball has a, a, a um, shall we say, a uh, bad guy team. You know, just like they had the, the bad boys. Oh, Yankees Christmas. are always the bad guy team. No, 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 it's the Astros. No, well, no, Astros were temporarily the bad team. Now, it's always the Yankees. Come on. Yeah, but what those the Astros now? And 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 the Astros have pretty much gotten rid of most only two players are left from the questionable team. And I think everybody wants Dusty Baker to win a World Series. Everybody likes Dusty. Anybody who is seventy years old and still wears batting gloves <laughs> and still wears the sweatbands with his picture of him on his sh- on his arms. I mean, he's just enough a little weird that you'd love for him to win a World Series. That's true, but I've been on the Phillies bandwagon for a while now. So, A third-place team in the World Series. Think about that. A third-place team. We're getting yes, like, dreams come getting true, like the man. NHL. We're getting like the NHL and the NBA in that respect. Hey, you know, the Dodgers are sort of like Yankees West, and so I didn't want the Dodgers to do well. And so seeing the Phillies do well, if the Braves can't do it, I want to see the Phillies go all the way. And I've seen most of the Astros play in minor league affiliate down the road here, which was the Bowie's Creek Astros and the uh, Fayetteville Woodpeckers. So Pena, the shortstop, Alvarez, the left fielder, Tucker, 
the right fielder. I got wait a second. Keep... The Woodpeckers is the name of a minor league team. Yes. Do they yes. ever shorten that name on their uniform? Oh yes, they do. They do T-shirts with that. <laughs> yes, they do. The the last part. Like, of this the is name, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh basically, uh, love my. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We gotta keep clean for the little kids yeah, here. Okay, okay. Sorry, I went down the wrong this path. Guy, this guy actually picked up a new minor league hat today. The Burlington Sock Puppets. What is that owned by the Muppets or something? No, 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 no. It's the Appalachian League. Oh, Wood Bat League type thing. Yeah, well, it's college Wood Bat League. Yes, it's yeah. the the sock puppets. The logo is a little sock puppet with the little balls of the eyes. No, and... wait, this we've gone to this length to find new names. What? Why did yeah, they pick that? Yeah, name? to be something different. And there's a lot of hosiery mills in the Burlington area. Yeah. So you have to make it something, a connotation close to it in that respect. So that's, it's, you know, they got to build something. They just can't do it for the sake of selling hats and stuff, which they try and do. Well, let's get back to the major leagues here. So yes. did you see that the Braves would exit so quickly? Did you anticipate this, Ernest? Uh, I just couldn't hit. Hitting went bad, and it, it's. It's the idea of pitching. I mean, the pitching's been pretty good, but you put Strider in. Uh, first of all, the first game, Max Fried goes in there. He's had, he had had uh, stomach illness for the last two weeks, and he got blown out in game one. So you've already lost one home game. They win the next home game, and they put Strider, who'd been on the injury list for three weeks, and they just lit him up too. So that, that pretty much set the pace. But, I, you know, I feel very healthy. We uh, – the only person they could lose of consequence would be Swanson, the shortstop. But I've got someone to replace him already on the lineup. So everybody else is signed up to 2026. They're a young team. The only player they have over the age of 30 is their left fielder. So I, I, I feel good. I mean, it's it's a lot of people were checking on me, making sure mental <laughs> health that day. But I was I was okay. I mean, I got a World Series win last year. That I didn't expect. They won 20 more games this year than last year. And again, it's, it's, the Phillies kind of reinforced the image. It's not the best teams. It's whoever Who's gets hot. hot. hot yeah, because hot. The, the Phillies were the next, the last team to get in. The, the last was the, the, the Padres. So let's go. At, the NFL is the same way, really, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, you yeah. can do Who's all you hot? want in the first half, but who gets hot at the end? Oh, yeah. The Rams were, you know, the Rams only got hot at the end. But this year, everybody's got to be three and four or four and three. Before the game started today, one-third of the league was three and three. Ten teams out of the 30 were three and three. And Pete Rose, would have loved it. Oh, mediocrity, it, it is your name. I mean, the only dominant team is... The Eagles. I don't I know. Mean, I just saw the Chiefs whoop up on the 49ers. They looked pretty yeah, good. I mean, this is how mediocrity is. The team I root for, the team whose jerseys I wear and hat wears, the Carolina Panthers are 2-5. and five. They are one game out of first place. <laughs> yeah, and Tom Brady's looking pretty oh, frustrated these well, days. Good old it's, Tommy. It's two things. It's Father time, he's going to win eventually because he was, he was missing badly. And plus his offensive line 
he's missing one starter, Jensen. He had to replace two others, and, and you put pressure on him, and he gives them time to throw. I see the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. I see offensive line is very weak, and the fact that he's not the quarterback he used to be. I mean, I, I just see Father Time catching up with both of them. And I see Garofalo will always mess up in a Holy very moly. situation. I mean, he'll always throw that one stupid pass. That's that's been him. Well, and, it's every quarterback has that hero mentality. Like I can win it. I can do this one extra thing, and then the coach says, "I wish I had a game manager right now." You know, right? Well, that's what they were hoping to get with him. But it's it's you know it, it's a different type of league. But you've got to have that star quarterback. It's more important than in the position. People were considering I was on the edge of the, the, the roof trying to jump when McCaffrey was traded. But the idea that we got five draft picks for a guy whose wow. yeah. career could end with the next hit, who's been injured the last two years, and running backs aren't that inconse- are kind of inconsequential, it certainly didn't help Frisco today to beat the Chiefs. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, we, we you know, we're two and five, but our defense is – you know, the upper part of the league and everybody except one starter and defense is signed for the next three years. So I'm, uh, Hey, we're one game out of first. We're closer to the first place than the Packers or Cowboys are. So who do you want to coach your beloved Panthers next year? Uh, Oh, I'd love Sean Payton, but that's not going to happen. New Orleans is not going to, he's still under contract in New Orleans next year. We're not going to let him go to a, a team in the same division. Uh, I'd like to keep the guy we got now as interim. Let's see what he can do. Let's before we make any decisions. Let's see him coach the rest of the season. This is a nice little trial. This is a guy that uh, I called his games on radio when he played at West Charlotte. I went and saw him play when he was at uh, uh, the uh, in the Arena Football League for the for the Carolina Rage. Uh, his like I said, he got one year to coach at Arizona. They stuck him with Josh Rosen, and they fired him next week to get Kilpatrick. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Kilberry. Uh, and Kingsbury. Kingsbury. And which, you know, I've always said to everybody, if Kingsbury was so good, why couldn't he win when he had Mahomes at Texas yeah. Tech? Yeah, and finally, Murray finally dropped that bomb on Kingsbury on national TV about eight times. It was so- well, I was going to say, I, I can understand why he got the job other than he was young and good-looking, and I guess that's what they were looking for, Hollywood. Ryan Gosling, you know, part leading two. Me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just he's never won. But And let's face it, as, as Arizona progressed, to me, they've regressed. The talent that's gone through there, they're, they're – I mean, you look at what Pete Carroll has done with Geno Smith. And hello, if Pete Carroll doesn't get coach of the year, I don't know who should. I mean, they're a team that could very easily be in the playoffs. Whereas uh, Wilson's sitting there with a bum finger down at Denver, and I think Denver now has the same record as the Panthers, two and five. Yeah, better than my Lions, one and five, buddy. They found another way to lose today. Well, uh, 
And you know, this is the year that division is up for grabs because Green Bay is not that good. Chicago is not that good. Uh, Kirk Cousins has not won me over yet. He, he, he wins the games that he should win, but the games above and beyond, he, he, he is the epitome of the caretaker quarterback that you talk about. Does just enough to keep you in, in contention, but I don't think he'll win a game on his shoulders. No. I wonder what his jersey sales are like compared to, like, Mahomes <laughs> have to be number one, right? Mahomes or... Yeah, I think Mahomes is one. Uh, Brady's not that high. I'm trying to think who else Allen's is Allen's got to be up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially with Buffalo. I mean, that's that's a group of fans that certainly support. But I think Mahomes is always number one. I think Allen was number two. I'm, I'm trying to think. I think uh, the, the kid in Cincinnati was pretty Burrow, high. Yeah. I know... That's that's probably I think uh, Debo Samuel at the Forty ers that a lot of people have his jersey. That's basically yeah, maybe Stafford. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I can't see uh, if we're going to talk about the Rams next. They're going to even make a, a challenge at it this year. They loaded up for last year they, without Whitworth as a left tackle, without everything they had going for it with L, uh, OBJ not committing to come back, they just look a little lame right now to me. And no Von Miller. You see how well Von Miller's playing for Buffalo. Yeah. That's that's the division that last year we thought was the best division in football. And now it's just mediocrity. The best division is football now, the AFC and the NFC East. Yeah. You got everybody in the AFC East with a winning record. You kick out Washington and everyone is a playoff contender. I mean, we keep waiting for go twelve o'clock and Cinderella's uh, slipper to fall. Yeah. But the, for the Giants, but they just keep on winning. They do enough to win. I mean, Daniel Jones has progressed to that part where he just he keeps the system going. All right. So I got hey. a question for you. I got three quarterbacks all okay. moved this year, hoping to have a better start in another place. So <laughs> which one? Would you don't least say don't say Baker Mayfield? Don't oh say... yeah, we're gonna go Baker Mayfield, okay. uh, Wentz, and Maddie Ryan, Icy Ryan. There, which oh, one? Wow, which All one six... would you least want out of those three? Uh, well, you gotta say Ryan because he's the oldest. There is that that hope that you could at least make backup quarterbacks of the other two. I still, I mean, I've seen of those. I mean, it's close for a second. I mean, I, I don't know. I've watched enough of Mayfield playing, and he just panics. I don't know what's wrong there. Uh, Wentz. He's got just head games it. going on. Yeah, I mean, it's mental with Wentz. I mean, you, you take him off the team, you give it to tight, uh, Taylor Winicky, and Winicky <laughs> yeah. beats the Packers today. Yeah, I know, crazy. I mean, this is a guy who was our third-string quarterback of Carolina. And now he's he's winning. And they keep trying to bring in quarterbacks for Washington. It's the Case and, Keenan approach. You know, he's come, used to come in and play better than the starter. You know where Case is now, don't you? Buffalo. Yes, he's the backup at Buffalo. And they better keep the starter well. <laughs> they better... Which uh, that that reminds me, you know where Nick no- Nick Foles is. Nick Nolte, I like him. He's no, been around for Nick a while. Nolte. Okay, Nick oh. Foles, famous 
Super Bowl winning quarterback, yeah. Nick Foles. Is he in um, Denver? Indianapolis. Oh. His old coach. Worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Trent Dilford. I don't know, man. Okay. Trent Dilford, um, Brad Johnson, or Nick Foles? The worst of the three? Oh, I'll throw Earl Morrill in there, too. Oh, Dilfer. Dilfer is worse. Yeah. Okay. Brad Johnson's son is actually starting for LSU right now. So starting quarterback. Nice. Worse than Nick Foles. I don't know. I, I saw that uh, bro, um, the guy used to be at Jacksonville said he's officially Bortles. <laughs> it's bad yeah. when you have to yeah. call a, the, the reporter to let him know, hey, by the way, I retired. He oh, yeah, we last... forgot about you two years yeah, ago. He, he was the last to know he was retired. <laughs> I have news. He was already retired. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's, he's waiting to hit up with the uh, XFL or the USFL in the spring. He's like the guy in the office, the old guy that sort of just comes in every day, goes to his, his desk and just quietly leaves, you know. Whoa, whoa, making whoa, sure whoa, whoa, whoa. I may take offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> Being the old guy in the office. Uh, well, hey, I'm the old guy in my office, so you're, okay. you're the old All guy right. in your office. Yeah, yeah. No, I was talking I, about the office. What was the in the? Oh, the, oh, oh. Um, it was weird. Crane, oh, yeah, actually, he was a he was a uh, he was one of the performers for the Love and Spoonful uh, singing group of the '60s in wow. real life. Creed? No, not Creed. What was it? Yeah, name? that's his name on the show. Is yeah. Creed? Yeah. That he would just come in, be quiet, and then leave quietly, oh, yeah. and just hope nobody realized he's still on the payroll. That's Borles. Well, Borles was hoping oh, that. I, I wouldn't see. I flashed back to someone else because of my age. It would be Fish from Barney Miller. Uh, <laughs> and that's we just lost half. The that audience. was it. Okay, we'll keep moving. Barney, Barney Miller reference. Let's go to college football. We're expanding yes. the globe for your sports tonight. Um, so Michigan had the week off. Um, so Bama came back in a strong way, but the last week we haven't had a podcast since Tennessee surprised or maybe just, just outlasted Alabama. What was, what was the biggest surprise to you with Alabama's loss? Their defense. They have not given up that many points since 1909. Ooh. 1909. Stab of the day. 112 years. Since they've given up that many points, Whew. that was the surprising part. Is and Tennessee that good, or are they that Alabama that bad? I that was supposed to be the the strong suit was 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 the defense. Don't you think Oklahoma wishes they'd hired Josh Heppelman? Heppel, yeah, he's a former quarterback. There he was. I mean, he took a a Central Florida team undefeated. They created their own mythical national championship. The way he's turned around that program, because the last coach, a former Alabama assistant, left it in a mess. Yes. He's got a five-year probation. He has to show cause for he can get a job. They're still going to have to pay back some scholarships for that. And don't forget Butch Jones before him. Yeah. I mean, it's just been a – before him, they had the uh, Mississippi quarter. Excuse me. The Mississippi coach. Are you getting all choked up about this or not? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they've been through it. They haven't. You realize they won the first uh, FBS championship 
game? FCS. Oh. No, FBS. FB. Since we've been in the four-game playoff, they won. T-Martin or something? Yes, against Florida State. Wow. And uh, Winky, Chris Winky. That's Winky. how far we're going back. That's when Tennessee was good. I mean, they used to be. I grew up with Tennessee always being good. Yeah, they were the best and, orange team in the nation for a while there. And they took the former Virginia Tech quarterback who was kind of run off. And Virginia Tech's gone through two coaches, and the hooker's gone in there and done a pretty decent job. And they've done this without their best wide receiver. I mean, the defense does enough to keep in the games, but their big game, <clears throat> as he gets his voice back, will be the first week in November when they have to go down between the hedges and Athens, Georgia. Yeah, baby. Or the. Uh, for the SEC East Championship, yeah. providing, of course, uh, the world's largest cocktail uh, <laughs> party, which yeah. is at the Gator Bowl this weekend. Yeah, Florida, Florida plays Georgia. But I can't see Florida upsetting Georgia, but stranger things have happened. Georgia's looking a little weak once in a while with so many people leaving for NFL. But I don't know. SEC is always so tough. And Tennessee, that was a fun win. Just to watch on TV, the crowd going nuts when Tennessee oh, beat yeah. Alabama. Even though my wife's second favorite team was Alabama. Her first is Georgia. Her second is Alabama. Her third is Michigan. So you can see how our, how our family rolls. Has any team been on a more of a roller coaster than Texas A&M? Holy they lose to Appalachian at home. They have a chance to beat Alabama. I mean, all you can do is throw it in the end zone. They've got to play. They, you know a chance to win at the end. Then they lose to South Carolina at South Carolina. They have a losing record right now, Texas A&M. And they bought the every player. Pretty class. <laughs> yeah, just not getting their money's worth, I guess. Yeah. They need to go back and see. A million see doesn't pay as much players as it used to, you know. There's, there was a rumor floating around this week <clears throat> that the high possibility of three SEC teams in the Final Four. Can we Can we just stop? Just stop. It's just so crazy. But let's get to eight in a hurry. I'm so tired of SEC dominating any chance of other teams sneaking in. So you don't think there are, there besides are... Ohio State getting in, you don't think any, yeah. because even if Ohio State runs with only one loss and then they run the table with the Big Ten, I, I think they're they're almost a lot to get in the top four. So you're thinking Alabama, Georgia, who's the third? Either Mississippi or Tennessee. Uh, you think Clemson's too weak this year to do anything? It depends if they go to their. That's not me. It's others that were. It's you, Ernest. It's just you. That's not. You know, I still. I still think you could have a team come out of the Pac-12, USC, or Oregon. Oregon's looking pretty darn good right now. I haven't given up on Oklahoma State though. They lost to Texas. I mean, that's that's. There's a lot of teams floating around. I mean it. You'd be letting in an SEC team that did not play in the championship and has probably one or two losses. So that'd be a stretch. Oklahoma State beat Texas. Oh, okay. Then Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah they're, they're still in the They team. came they're, back and beat Texas. That's right. That's right. So there's, there's some teams. Low. I think it's too early. I know the rankings come out this week, but a lot can change. It'd so you be think hard. my good old Wolverines have no chance? Oh, they got to win one game and they're in. <laughs> they got to be chance. Ohio State. That's it. At Ohio State. That's no problem. That's no problem. 
you know, first half looked like Iowa was hanging with them. I mean, they got to play, got to go to. Uh, we call it the snake Nittany, pit around here. Nittany Stadium. They've got to go play Penn State at Penn State. Oh, you mean yeah? Next week, Buckeyes are going to to uh, Beaver Stadium. And I don't know. Who's, I don't know who's going to win the Big Twelve West. I mean, that's just a mess. I yeah. mean. I mean, it's it's a host of teams. The only teams we know won't win it will be Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Nebraska. All the others are pretty much still. Now, let me ask you a question. I know they're going out of divisions in the ACC and the Pac-12 next year. There'll be no Coastal and no Atlantic divisions ACC. Getting rid of the North and South and the Pac-12. Are they keeping the divisions in the Big Ten next year? After everything I've heard, yes. I haven't heard anything to the okay. contrary. Um, They'll be the only ones then. Yeah, the big like shock. In the ACC. Yeah, Go the ahead. shock is that Minnesota's folded so quickly. They started the year so strong, and they, but they lost their quarterback. And then the other surprise is how quickly Wisconsin's rebounded after their coach got fired. So. Um, yeah, but we're we're focused on Michigan State, Michigan this week. Um, that's a big rivalry game well, around is it, here. Is it, isn't Michigan State pretty much of a disappointment also? I oh, mean, yeah. Again, They're to, like three. Don't get what you, what you pay for. Tucker three hasn't. and four, yeah. But it doesn't yeah. matter because, you know, there's always one team that just pulls out something out of you-know-where-what to beat you. So Michigan State's blocked punts and scored touchdowns. They've had a, a timekeeper add extra seconds to the clock um yeah it's they've won in a rainstorm it's and so we're not michigan the team is i'm not feeling too confident i'll just say speak for myself as a fan i'm not feeling overly confident because i'm like until it's done there's always that rivalry game that doesn't matter what your records are the first half is always close and then you hope that the if you have the better record team they just stay calm cool and collected and pull it out in the second half. They don't let their emotions get too far ahead. But, you know, there was a controversy here because uh, Penn State, the, the, both teams go out the same tunnel under Michigan Stadium, and they go one at a time. But somehow the Penn State players stopped, were jawing at Michigan's player, and they said the next day we found peanut butter and jelly sandwiches thrown at the Michigan players. I'm like, Seriously? In the tunnel, that's the worst thing that happened, that some of the Penn State players threw peanut butter and jellies. Peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. What a waste of peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. What, what did you get at, when you were playing sports? What did you get at halftime to eat or to munch on? Oranges. Yeah, that's what we did, too. Oranges. We got oranges. Uh, and you should feel good about this. The Panthers coaching vacancy is possibly the only NFL vacancy in the last five years that has not been linked to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> he's, he's not on the list of who we're looking at. So, well, you remember Har- Harbaugh came in as a backup quarterback. He was a backup quarterback. Yeah, he is. He came in as one of the highest paid behind Saban and somebody else, and now he's not even paid as much as Michigan State's coach Tucker, who only had really one good year before they opened up the wallet and just paid him. So, anyway, yeah, they have to cut other sports. They have to cut other sports because they don't have enough money. And again, gambling is going to get into this pretty safe. They're already talking it. I mean, the pregame shows, both on Fox and ESPN, all talk about the spread. You have the Bear coming in. 
and Stanford Steve, and they both on ESPN's show, and they talk with spreads. Who's done well against the spread? Who's done the other? You don't think college is not going to tap into this? They see All this right. potential. Sounds, I mean, money hungry as they are. Sounds like we waited until our 30, uh, 27th minute of our podcast oh, to get to our favorite Filthy word. Lucre. Filthy, Filthy Lucre. Lucre. Ding, 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 ding. All right. For Travis, he'll appreciate that. Travis is yes. our buddy who's a deacon at a church, a good he, church, that knows sent, the old yeah, King James Version. He sent me a great video of his son's reaction to McCaffrey uh, being traded. Uh-oh. That's Uh-oh. rough for children don't understand that sometimes. But yeah, it was he woke him up the next day to to impress that upon him. So Wow, uh, what a bad thing. First thing in the morning. Sorry, son. No. Your favorite player is gone. Yes, yes, for draft picks. That means nothing to them. But uh again, this is a wonderful time of year. College basketball will be starting. I uh got a chance to go to NBA game uh this Friday. Got to see a, a team that I talked to, to you about at the end of last year that I think is a sleeper, the New Orleans Pelicans, and got to see Zion. And to me, Zion is the third best player on that team. <laughs> Who's the top two? Uh, C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, both all-stars. Hmm. Wow. I think they run the op- – but like I said, they're, they're a team with both. A lot of talent in their team in the West that I think will do well. But yeah, it's NBA season, college baseball. The world. Oh, we're gonna pick the World Series. Who? I mean, it's pretty much we know it's gonna be Astros and Phillies. Yeah. You pick. You pick four the Phillies. Phillies right? and six. There you go. Okay. Who's the Who's the Phillies manager? Thompson. Who right. Used to play. Yes. He used to play shortstop for. I don't know. The Giants. Okay. I got to pull for the old guy. I got to pull for Dusty. And again, okay. some, of these players, some of these players I saw as minor leaguers. I really have no... After last year with the Braves, I watched every minute of every game. And uh, as much as I enjoyed it, that was a whole month devoted to it. So I'll watch, but then again, there are other things, uh, my hurricanes, my hornets, the heels start to come up in college football and pro football. Wow. And How do you decide? You do picture and picture, right? Yes, I do picture and picture. And I have my phone, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so can just I, keep you know, looking at all of them, right? Uh, I can do that. I can do two things at one time. Anybody, any parent can do two things at one time. You've had to watch the child and do something else at the same time. You can divide your attention. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that hard to do. You won't get full attention, but when do you ever give something full, full attention? But my wife, yeah. every time she talks to me, with it, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> my wife comes in, I turn the volume down, but and then oh. people. People, I can watch a ball game, and this is going to sound terribly arrogant, and I apologize for it to start with, but I don't get a lot of insight from most play-by-play and color announcements. I can pretty much watch the game without sound and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, especially football. And then my be a byproduct is, is that I did play-by-play for football for almost 20 years. But I can, I can, yeah, I can figure out what's going on. There's not going to be a lot of great insights. There's a lot of stuff I see before they see in that respect. Well, that sounded arrogant. 
Yeah. Well, there's Sorry. certain announcers you tune into here, like Madden, you tuned in. Um, oh, so, the entertainment. It was the entertainment factor. Yeah. Like, is there any announcers or color commentaries that you tune in just to hear? Uh, well, let me tell you, I haven't watched any of the Mannings this year. I've kind of watched Buck and Aikman because Buck and Aikman means it's a big game, even though they haven't been very good games. I like Collinsworth. But you mean talk about insightful things that yeah. tell me strategy that I don't know that I haven't heard before? No, there there is nobody. Uh, the only one comes uh, Herb Street probably comes closer than anybody. Herb Street has some stuff sometimes that I haven't picked up on, but there's nothing that that Romo or Collinsworth or Eggman, or the Mannings, or any of them tell me that I haven't perceived myself. That's, boy, that's sad and arrogant. <laughs> well, I don't need to be. I just, I've watched football since yes, I understand. 1960. Yeah. And there's, you know, new things are really old things in that respect. I mean, just, it tends to regurgitate back. But, uh, no. I mean, even in basketball, there's nobody... In basketball, uh, Hubie Brown, I've always liked him, and he, he'll sell some things. But uh, there's nobody in, in college or pro basketball that tells me something that I don't already know. Now, hockey, yeah. Uh, there's strategy in hockey. I listen to them. And soccer also. Mm-hmm. By the way, David, if you're listening, really sorry about Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Yes, that, that Robin was Hood the, came out of nowhere to help. That them. was the Appalachian State beating Michigan in in Premier League. Why do you have to keep bringing that up? Why? Okay, Appalachian Why? State Why? Texas A&M. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, as a Baltimore Colts fan, I had the Jets thrown in my face for too many years. As a Baltimore Colts fan, I had the amazing Mets, which they're still writing books about 50 years later. Yeah, grow up, people. Yes, give it up, New York. Yep. You're, not, you're not the center of the universe, by no means. And well, was, let's transition to the center there, of the well, comic book in, well, well, before we get there, did you? is there any announcers that give you insight, tell you things that you don't know? Right now, um, I like John Schmoltz a lot in baseball. Um, when he calls a game, uh, he used to do it with uh, Buck, but... You know, he'll tell something about, like, if you're a major league player and you're a pitcher and you're in this situation, you do this, you do that, or in the dugout. I think he adds a little more uh, inside information without being arrogant and without stretching out too long. Uh, I can't stand Big Poppy and A-Rod and uh, the Big Hurt. on the about, about Ron Darling? Ron Darling's okay. I can He's pretty good. I can handle Ron Darling. Um yeah, not everybody can be a good color announcer. I know my one of my favorite plays of all time, Cal Ripken tried a couple years and oh, it just yeah. it just wasn't it wasn't gonna Gretz- be there. Gretzky has the same problem. Gretzky is stiff. But I was amazed at the amount of vitriol aimed towards Bob Costas. In really? fact I didn't yeah, hear about this. People in New York really got angry at him because they said all he t- did was talk about Things that happened in the past, the history, the grandeur of Yankee Stadium. Even, uh, I mean, a lot of people, there was a lot of criticism. Now, I don't think he was supposed to do the championship series. 
which had Brian Anderson, who does a great job on college basketball and is the Brewers announcer. But there was a lot of negative comments towards, and that's the first time I've ever heard, other than some political uh, accusations, that's the only time I've ever heard anybody negative. They just said he waxed to, I mean, they didn't, they didn't want the flowery, historical, Vin Scully type. Mm. An they old wanted, guy being nostalgic. Who would ever yeah, guess it? Yeah, I was going to say, we, <laughs> we had a business right here, wouldn't we? But, yeah. uh, I mean, I was amazed to come after him because I considered him kind of like Al Michaels, the untouchable. And a lot of people were surprised how Al Michaels came out and said that the league pretty much wanted uh, Daniel Snyder to sell his team, that it would be best for everybody. And it's, it's, you know, Al Michaels is pretty ingrained with the NFL. And if he says that, it kind of gives you the impression that the league really does want Snyder to sell his team. Yeah, well, if uh, Jerry Jones says, don't F with me, Snyder, I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Are we going to throw down? You well, know, who's, who's going to get a fight here? The ESPN had a report that Snyder has these blackmail files that he actually hired attorneys to go out and and find trash. Now, now remember, NFL owners are kind of like members of Congress. What would they do that would surprise you? I mean, <laughs> there's no would, there's no low ceiling and there's no low bottom. There's no see, I mean you've had an owner caught in a massage parlor. Yeah. I mean we've we've had I mean they've done all kind of horrible and terrible things. They've moved teams out on Mayflower trucks. I mean this is a history. This is how the owners are. You had one the, the former Redskin one was so racist he kept the team white until uh, Robert Kennedy threatened to sue him back in 1963. I mean, there's a whole history of misogyny and and racism and all kind of issues. I mean, in the NFL owners, boy, you have to search hard to find dirt for him. Good gracious! <laughs> and yeah, again, I, just, it's like I thought it was just funny that Jerry Jones has got to be like 74, 75. Uh, try 82. And he says to Snyder, don't F with me. Like he, he could beat him up or something. What are we in fifth grade or something or eighth grade? Crazy. Well, let me, let me correct myself. His body is 82. His face is 12. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the setup. Thank you for the setup. Yeah. He scores with an assist from <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> I very move on. I, I thought of a joke. I cannot tell. So we'll keep All moving right. on about that. Okay. So let's go on to cultural entertainment. The yeah, Mar- we could the, use some culture right now. <laughs> I'm not sure Black Adam was any culture based on the reviews. So um, The Rock, we know him, we love him. We know he's not a great actor. We like him the best when he has a, a funny man on the side like a Kevin Hart. So he's, along he's, comes... He's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of this decade. Yes, but bigger. Um, yeah, well, the same thing. They both came from... Uh, entertainment outside of our normal fields. Uh, again, he's better when he has someone funny next to him. Uh, and and again, that's that's uh, again he doesn't act. Yeah, he's the same person in every film. Yeah, well, he tried to act a little bit in uh, Jumanji number two, but it was really not good. But um, yeah, I was just thinking, Arnold had Danny DeVito as a sidekick as his Kevin Hart. I yeah. Remember. Um, but anyway, so according to The Rock, he's been trying for years to get Black Adam up on the screen. He put some of his own money up, got it going. 
Uh, got Pierce Brosnan signed on. Got a version of the Hawkman, if you're a DC fan, in there, too. He's been going around promoting like crazy, and the reviewers hated it to a point. They said this may be the worst superhero movie ever, and the fans... Green love- Lantern. <coughs> Green Lantern. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, choking on Green Lantern. Rod Reynolds doesn't appreciate that right now, Ernest. Um, oh, he, he, I've told you the story. In the last Deadpool movie, in the credits at the end, <laughs> it has Rob Reynolds, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds reading the uh, script for it, for Green Lantern. Yeah. And he says, ah, finally in the big, finally in the big leagues. <laughs> and Deadpool comes behind him, shoots him through the head, and faces the camera and says, you're welcome, Canada. <laughs> yeah. So he has a sense of humor about it. Kind of like... The only other person who has a sense of humor about that is like uh, Batman. Uh, uh, Adam uh, West. No, 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 no. Um, Here's the confusion I mean, part, folks. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about Black Adam. So it finally hit the. It made 140 million dollars worldwide in the first weekend. 67 million in the U.S. Fans, when they asked coming out, do they like it? They like 80 percent like it. They're not overthinking it. They just want The Rock being The Rock and looking tough and and just lots of action. Is that okay, Ernest, with you? Just a, a movie that's lots of action that's marginal with everything else. Well, let me see. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious has been making money out of that for like <laughs> yes. 12 films, right? Yeah. A couple with The Rock in it, too. I mean, let's that's, that's, face it. There's what critics like. And there's what fans like. That's why every year the Academy Awards would go, I haven't seen this film. What's this film about? I mean, it's it's not made for the films. He's made for individuals. And it'll wrap up all the People's Choice Awards. And he'll make lots of money. And the credit scene sets up for the next movie. Which he Which, spoiled himself. Have you ever seen somebody yeah. spoil their own uh, scene like that before? Well, now here's some background. His agent is also. Can, can we talk what the spoiling is? I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, his and Superman have the same agent. Oh, Henry Cavill, uh, who played yeah, uh, Superman. Yes, and he has not played it for five years now. And there's actually a couple other Superman projects going in. And there was this rumor going around that he would return because DC right now is in a mess. The president just got fired. Uh, they filmed a Batgirl movie with Michael Keaton playing Batman, and, uh, and with um, uh, old Zoe Dashnall, no Kravitz, Zoe no, Kravitz. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, I don't know the actors, actress, but the guy in the Mummy movies, Brendan uh, Fraser. Brendan Fraser played the Firefly, which was the villain, and they pulled the entire movie. It's been destroyed. No one will see the movie. The only other case I felt like this was there was a movie done in the 60s by Jerry Lewis uh, about a clown that used to lead kids in the Nazi camps to the to the uh, furnaces. Kind of see why you kind of see why the movie was destroyed. Whoa, don't you? whoa, whoa, Ernest, whoa, it was dark. The day the, it was the name of the movie was the day the clown cried. This is real. It was a two-hour movie. Yikes! Lewis shot it filmed it and took it to the studio and they said, we'll pay you to destroy this. You know, supposedly there's a copy flying around somewhere, but no one has ever seen the movie. And that'll be the same for Batgirl also. And they're kind of in a holding pattern 
they've had this uh, Flashpoint movie sitting in the can for two years, but the kid playing it has been arrested six or seven times. So DC, is they were looking for a win here with Black Adam, which he's kind of an anti-hero. To me, that's kind of a strange one to build your thing on. Uh, but I the mean, hope the- is the anti-hero becomes a good guy. That's The audience wants to see that. Yeah, but in the comments he doesn't. I mean, to me, having him, you got to have Black Adam, you got to have Shazam. That's like a Joker movie without Batman, and I knew that very well, and I know it got an Academy Award nomination, but you've got to introduce it's, it's Batman and Joker. It's 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 Superman and uh, Lex Luthor. No, so it, they're just going to skip over Shazam and just bring in Superman. But they've made big success with Shazam. It's made one of the most successful DC movies in the last five years. And it's just, they're just a mess now. It's kind of unique that Marvel's got its problems right now because they don't know what direction they're going into. And DC is just a convoluted mess and they have no worthy idea what direction they're no, going. No, Marvel is going toward the, not the metaverse, that's that's Facebook, Um the multiverse. That's their whole direction. Yeah, they're going to do that with the next Ant-Man movie, but after that, they've got a lot of movies planned, but they've been shifted around and moved. Uh, Deadpool 3 is going to have Wolverine in it, but that's been pushed back another year to 2024. And there's just a, they don't know if they're going to do uh, Captain Marvel 2. They don't know. I mean, that's just it. There are a lot of things. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out next summer. But other than that, you know, they had a focused plan with uh, the the concept of Thanos and the gauntlet and all that. And that was seven movies that all tied in bits and pieces till you got to the, the two Avenger movies. But now they have no reoccurring. They're talking about doing the crawls and, and the, in those types of things, but they don't have that singular focus where every movie tied into a finishing point. I think they got a little uh, distracted by what they could put on TV. I love that they put stuff on TV, but I think it does it weaken the brand a little bit when they put so much. And, and she and, and She Hulk was no success for my oh, eyes. Did you see the last episode? I never. I, I saw the first episode for about okay. half an hour, and I said, "That's it, no more." All right. The last episode is the most meta Marvel series I've ever seen. They started off by doing the old Incredible Hulk. Oh, Lou Fregno? The, the, you know, the, the music, the half-face image. Oh, wow. And, and the voiceover. And then she gets halfway through it and says, this is not the way this is going to end. So she climbs. You know the little, uh, I mean, you have uh, Disney plus the little, how it shows all the shows. Yeah. She crawls out of hers. And she goes <laughs> to Hollywood. To rewrite the ending of the series. Oh, she breaks the third. The, the oh plane. yes, yeah, it was called Blazing Saddles, and she confronts. He wants. She wants to meet with Kevin, Kevin Pieg, who's the head of Marvel. Yeah, and they kept telling and they kept telling, and she finally tracks him down, because she has this list of complaints. The third act is always a mess. Why do all the adults have uh, father issues? everything that we've complained about marvel and she wants to know why and she finds out that kevin is a computer which runs on algorithms 
<laughs> and they actually set up and they say, well, you'll get the answers when you do the movie. I get a movie? No. And at the end, everything comes together like we do on sitcom TV. Yeah. And the Hulk shows up with his son, which is the whole World War Hulk. When he's on Sakaar, he fathers a son who rebels against him, which sets up another movie. It's a, it's, it makes fun of make fun of itself. It is the best ending for a series. So if you get a chance, don't watch the first six episodes because it really <laughs> doesn't matter that much. Watch the last episode of She-Hulk. All right. All right. It's all filthy lucre. You know that. Oh, so what movie are you looking forward to seeing the most? Let's end on that. We got to wrap this baby up. Uh, I would like to see uh, Wakanda Forever to see how they handle this. We already know it's going to be a female Black Panther. Uh, I'm a little off with Namor having the little wings, but I'm going to see how they wrap it up. I mean, that's you're dealing with a major star ending in the middle of what you thought was going to be a continuation of a series. They are altering the idea of Namor and his underworld kingdom, that it's not here on earth, but it's another reality, another multiverse type of thing. So they're, they're changing the mythology quite a bit. I'll be interested to see how they deal with that. I'm also looking forward to the, and I forgot the name of the title, but it's the it's the sequel to Knives Out. Yeah, me too. I want to see it's, that. Yeah, those that looks interesting to me. Those those probably the two that yeah, everything else being kind of pushed back in their respect. So yeah, those two. I'm fascinated to see those. All right, sounds good. Well, we're down to our final couple minutes here, Ernest. And uh, oh, wow, sometimes we bring up people who have passed away in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, not that you have a pattern or anything, but what do you think? What, what's your final good word? Uh, enjoy the fall now. Enjoy this month. It is the most wonderful time of year. You know, we, we get so busy and involved in those particular things, and it hits me about one day this week. I'll ride down, and I'll start to see the leaves colors. There's a, those of us who have the ability not to live in the middle of a metropolis of some sort, a major urban area, get out and look at the leaves. I've been to the pumpkin patch with my grandsons. I enjoy the fall. Fall gets kind of a short shift of all the, 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 the seasons. I mean, people look towards winter because of Christmas and snow, and they're excited about that. And the spring, the leaves coming out in the summer, we like the extra time we're getting. By the way, clocks change first Sunday in November. But I think fall kind of gets a – I mean, I associate it with football and the beginning of basketball and the World Series. It is called the Fall Classic, you know. And uh, just enjoy the fall because already they're running Christmas commercials on TV. <laughs> it's already started. Old Navy starts about in August, I think, with those. Yes. But, uh, I, you know – Enjoy the season for what it is. I know you, when you start raking leaves, you'll get tired of that real fast. Like, but take a look at what's around you. I mean, we are really, we are gifted that live in areas with a lot of woods and color and things. And I know I sound like a chamber of commerce for North Carolina, but go with it anyway. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to my son, David. He just finished his first uh, soccer season as commissioner of the Clinton Michigan Soccer Youth League, and 
Uh, besides about four parents that need a little instruction, it went great. We had a fun time with the granddaughters. And I have to tell one grandfather story real quick. So we have a eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. And a three-year-old is just putting together her first sentences, you know, like with it makes all sense. And so I was driving to the soccer game. She was in the back seat, and my wife's there, and the five-year-old's there. And so Annie, the youngest three-year-old, says, says uh, Pops, are you going the speed limit? <laughs> Can she read the numbers? Uh, David didn't get any. David didn't get any of that nice FIBA bribe money as being a commissioner. No, no, no. But I just that's like one, her like her third full sentence I've ever heard her say. And she says, "Pops, are you going to speak?" <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's what oh, I love me, about can kids. I add, let me add one more thing. My uh, third grandson, uh, the three-year-old, has started his first soccer season. And the first game, he scored six goals for his team and three for the other team. Yes. Nice. A plus three. Hey, yes. As long as he's using the plus, that's good. Well, he's trying to help out, spread the wealth. That's what we try and do. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him playing for Liverpool. Just give him about 24 years. He'll be there. All right. This is Paul Arnold for Ernest Watts. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. We're proud of our grandchildren, proud of our kids. Hope that you go out and enjoy the fall season. If you have any emails, comments, questions, or money. No, I can't take money over there. Can I? Send it to gobluearnold at gmail.com, and Ernest will take it. We'll deal with the taxes later. We'll do a uh, 1050, 1066 later. Or a 1099. Who knows? 1099, one of them. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye.